Hi, this is Nabi Kimanguchi, and you're listening to the State of Republic podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I'm joined by my two usual co-hosts, Michael and Sharon. Let's go to you first, Sharon. How are you doing? I feel like it's been a while since we've talked. Yeah, and I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Luis. Um, everything is good. It has been a while. Looking forward to interviewing our guests tonight. Um, it's just so exciting right now. Soccer is just, there's just so much good tension in the air, and I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. Uh, actually, super excited. I know it's already been probably like a week, but it just hasn't been in a recording of a podcast yet. But my BJEP jersey back there is promised. He delivered. He signed it. For those of you who saw it on Twitter, all detailed. It says uh, to Luis from Podcast Magic. Awesome signature there. He used it his first season weight jersey, as, as you guys could see there. Really awesome. So again, thank you, Bishev. That was an amazing detail. And, you know, that thing is going to definitely be framed one day. For now, it's there hanging. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I'm going to wear it to a game. But then after that, it's going to wash it, put it in a frame and just uh, leave it there. But yeah, again, it was a really awesome detail by him. And I actually also framed uh, the newspaper that was actually uh, handed out at the blog party uh, when we were announced an MLS 2 over there too. So I made sure I got two copies of that. One is all wrinkled up because of course you're trying to read through it and all that. And I kept one that was in, in decent condition. And so can't wait till, uh, you know, I, I get to get the newspaper for when we have our first game and then the post-game newspaper. So I'll definitely be on the lookout for those. So looking really cool back there and really going to add more stuff. There's a scarf that'll be added there. So that, that wall is going to keep on uh, be um, Republic themed and whatnot. But next, uh, let, let's, let's go with you, Michael. How's it going, Mike? Doing good. Uh, staying really busy. It was nice today. I got out of work and realized the sun was still out. So that's um, we're getting closer to the spring and the summer, which I'm a sucker for. Uh, man, you are living a crazy, dangerous life if you're going to wear that signed jersey to a game. I would get nacho cheese on it. I'd get garlic <laughs> fries on it. I'd probably fill a beer or two on it. Yeah, good luck to you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'll, I'll have to, I don't know, I guess I, I'll have to just not sit in our usual TVB area, right? To be on the safer side and I'll have to eat before, which I usually do before games, but I'll, I'll definitely make sure that I, I, I eat before. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, uh, also wanted to remind you all actually to follow us on social media. Uh, again, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at state Republic 12. Um, if you're not following us yet, please give us that follow. We have the jeopardy live, uh, that we have are going to be planning here, uh, later on this month. And we also have other live shows that we're going to be potentially also, uh, planning so it's not just going to be jeopardy it's going to be other live shows and we're potentially thinking about doing a, a live show uh, every two weeks and in switching it up it'll be different things but you know trying to incorporate one way or another a q a so you can actually uh interact with our, our guests that we have on um, during each live so be on the lookout for that and the only way to be on the lookout for that is to actually follow us on social media so thank you everyone who has followed us and also, on that same note, we have a Facebook group, Sacramento Soccer Fans. Please check it out. Feel free to join. We have some former Republic players that are also on that group. So, hey, your posts are being seen by just 
everyone in general in that soccer community in the area and beyond that. I've seen people from other um, areas also start to join in. So feel free to join. It's open to any soccer fan out there as well. All right. Well, again, with that being said, uh, Sharon, I'll, I'll let you introduce our special guest tonight. Yes. Well, today we have with us the 2017 Big West All-Freshman Team and the 2017 Big West Conference First Team, 2019 All-Big West Conference First Team, and also earned Big West Conference Defensive Player of the Week, recently drafted for Minnesota United, MLS. We have Navi Kibunguchi. Welcome to the show, Navi. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on this uh, show. It's much appreciated. Yeah, of course. We we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. I'm sure it's crazy. Your phone's probably blowing up. You're the talk of the town right now, my friend. King of the castle. Um, so first off, we've got to start. What, where did your love for the, for the game come from? What, what got you into soccer? Um, just at a young age, uh, my dad got me into playing soccer. Um, I'd say I started at age five. Um, he played soccer when he was younger, so he got me into it right away when I could play on the team. And just from there, I just just loved it and just kept playing. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, it, you know, we always hear stories of different players. Some players, uh, you know, they they were playing like baseball, basketball, and soccer was just like one more sport that they just played. And it, like when whenever their sport wasn't in season. Uh, and and so it's always great to hear those stories too of uh, you know players who actually played since they were young and so really you know great to to hear that. Uh, so recently, again, as we mentioned before, you know you you were the talk of the town. You're still the talk of the town because you were in the MLS draft. And I, I saw the video your friend produced, amazing video. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, you have it available somewhere public uh, or if it's only on your Facebook uh, profile. But if people haven't seen it, if there is a way for people to see it, they need to see it. it it's just really awesome to, to see what you know, went on that day and just to, to see your reactions to all that. Um, but to those uh, of uh, people who didn't actually see it or even those of us who actually did see it, can you tell us yeah, a little bit more about like, what it felt like on that day? Maybe describe us since you know, the day began to when you had the announcement and to being, you know, uh, live right on draft day and talking to people and being seen by you know thousands of people throughout the country yeah it was just a crazy day um i woke up probably like 6 a.m i was just feeling anxious from the start and just like nervous uh to finally because this is a moment i've been like dreaming about since i was just a little kid so i was just i was just really nervous and anxious um so leading up to it i was just was by myself. I went for a nice walk around the neighborhood just to take things in because I knew like a few hours later, like my life would change like forever sort of thing. So I was just taking it all in. Um, I was lucky to have uh, my mom there and my uncle and just a few uh, close friends who've been by my side uh, throughout this whole journey. So that was nice. Um, and just leading up to it, when the draft, when the draft show started, I was just that's when the nerves really kicked in. Just hearing the names getting called off, it was just wild. Um, and when I was picked, I was like, wow, like this, this is the moment. And I didn't, I had no idea I was going to Minnesota. Like they weren't one of the teams I talked to beforehand or anything. So it was just a surprise to me as well. Um, but when I heard my name, I just felt 
like very relieved and I was just excited uh, after that moment, um, knowing all my hard work really paid off. So I have a question actually on that because I know for for those who haven't seen the video, uh, you know, after after you get selected, uh, one of your friends actually brings you like a Minnesota hat and a scarf. Uh, they, they, did you guys just have like all the MLS teams there or, or, or did you have like maybe a select couple that you guys thought might be it or, or how did that come about? Uh, so the MLS sent us all the hats and scarves of all the teams a few days prior. So I had them all laid out in the back. Um, so they were all ready to go whenever my name was picked. So I was just prepared. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's got to be an awesome yeah. collection to have all, <laughs> all that too. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so dude, you were drafted. It was in the team. Literally. I mean, you, we didn't even, it didn't even get to number 20. You were drafted in <laughs> mid teens, the very first round. And it's like, that's not a joke. I mean, that's like so cool. And then Loon's coach, Adrian Heath, even called you a top 10 overall talent in this year's draft. Like there are expectations on you from Minnesota when you're drafted that high and the coach gives you that kind of backing. I mean, like, how do you handle that kind of pressure? But I mean, you're so cool to begin with, but still, how do you do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I felt it, uh, especially right away when I got picked because they even traded up to get me at 18. So it was just like, it's something, it's someone they want um, myself. So I'm just looking forward to contribute how I can. And I just know that um, all my hard work uh, will pay off and I'm ready for this moment going forward. It's a very professional response there, man. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be a nervous wreck. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, up for me. this is a wild. They really want me. Dude. And that's, that's great, man. And right. He's going to yeah. have, you're going to be like totally getting hammered with interviews. I don't know how many interviews have you had so far? I know, you know, they talked about you on all the major news networks locally, but I mean, like this is now the beginning of a lot of stuff like this. How's, Tell us a, a little bit about that. Sorry, Michael. Oh, you're good. Yeah, I've had like maybe three or four other interviews so far. Like most of them with like Minnesota Media and their their podcast over there. Uh, but it's it's been nice like uh, to see all this like craze and uh, everyone wants to talk to me all of a sudden. But it's just nice like seeing all my pretty much like hard work over the years really like come to fruition. Um, so it's just nice overall. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. It's, it's gotta be great to have all that pay off in the end. Um, now you're going to Minnesota. They're, they're, they're not a bad team. They've, they've, they've come a long way as a, as a defensive player. I, you're going to play with the likes of Eichel Parra. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to? What, what does it mean to you to be playing against somebody like that? You're going to take tips from, from the man. You're going to, what are you looking forward to in Minnesota? Oh, just from the start, I just want to learn from all the from the greats like Opara. I've always followed him in the past, and he's just such a great player and person. So I just look forward to just learning from all these vets uh, at Minnesota because there's a, there's a lot of veterans there, and I definitely just going to learn, uh, especially from the first day on. Yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, I mean that team's definitely been. On the uphill, they've had you know much better squads uh, like ever since you know they were founded, and and it's definitely one of those strong teams that is always making a push for that MLS Cup final. So hopefully you guys make it so we could see you there there in the final uh, <laughs> next season. 
so we know you went to a prestigious school, right? Like UC Davis. And, you know, we've interviewed uh, other players in the past. And, and there's been some that, like, yes, they played for their college soccer team, but they haven't really seen any, like, any future beyond that, right? Beyond just, I'm just going to play soccer in college, uh, get my degree, and then I'm actually just going to go straight to my career. So was professional soccer always the angle for you? Or did it just kind of just work out that it happened to, to be a goal for you? Yeah, definitely professional soccer has always been something I was striving to uh, achieve and go towards. Um, but I knew first, like education first for me, my family is really big. So attending such a prestigious university like UC Davis, uh, it was just a great, it's a great balance between academics and athletics because uh, we were such a good team, especially last few years, was able to uh, win the Big West Championship for the first time in history back in 2019. So that's pretty big uh, for the college and for the team. Um, and just, I got my degree literally like four weeks ago. So it was nice to literally back to back, get my degree and get drafted. So it's like the best of both worlds. So I'm just ready uh, basically to enter the pro ranks and got my degree. So nothing better than that. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. I know, I know the feeling when you get it and it's like, finally, all those, uh, all nighters paid off and no more, no more having to like take a test tomorrow. <laughs> Goodness. Save some accomplishments for the rest of us, Navi. <laughs> hey, we're okay, going to come back. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about your college career, but we're going to go flashback at this point, dude. Right. We're going to take you back to <laughs> your younger days of playing in the Republic Academy and, you know, just you're going to high school, you're playing in the Republic Academy. What was that whole experience like? I mean, because, I mean, that was brand new. The Academy was brand new when you were in it, right? And so you yeah. had, you know, the coaching staff was being built up at that point in time. You know, we had a transition in the the first team, coaches from Preki to Paul Buckle and Paul Buckle was actually very hands-on with the academy when you were going through when he was here. And so tell us a little bit about that whole academy experience. Because you could have played club, but you chose academy, you know. So share. Talk to us. Talk to us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just a hard uh, choice, first of all, leaving my club team to play for Sac Republic Academy. But I knew at the end of the day, like, I wouldn't get a chance like that ever, especially being the first year, like being the first year to be on a team like that. Like you got to take that opportunity. Um, so going into it, I was just excited. It's like new teammates, new coaches, this new environment. I knew it was, it was going to be, it was going to be a great environment, like a professional environment. So that's what I needed going forward. Um, and it, yeah, it was just, it was just a fun environment. I learned a lot from my coaches uh, at the time. Uh, ben Zemer and Simon Elliott, um, like they're they're phenomenal coaches that I really learned a lot uh, about the game from them. And from this uh, experience of playing academy, I was able to represent the U.S. So it was just great to be exposed um, game in, game out, especially with like national team scouts and everything. Um, so it all worked out um, for me. And it was just it was a great year. I wish uh, the academy existed like five years before that. That would have been amazing. But I just, I, I just loved it from start to finish. Um, yeah. 
so just real quick, you know, being a defender, you've, that's kind of a brainy, it's not a, it is a bit of a brawn position, but it's kind of a brainy, a very thoughtful position. Your coaches were also very thoughtful. I mean, they spent a lot of time thinking things through and teaching that thought process to you. Say a little bit, you said, you mentioned Ben Zemer and Simon Elliott. They're incredible, I would hate to say soccer nerds, but they're like big time students of the game. Did that kind of like rub off on you as well? Because you're kind of a brainy guy. Yeah. Yeah, they're like big time students of the game. Like film, film, film. They emphasize watching film. We always watch film before practices, just on our positions, like tactically, and just what to do in certain positions. Um, that helped me like immensely because I didn't really have that. Like before that, I wasn't really watching uh, a game like that in terms of like seeing certain things. So it was great to see their perspective on the game. Um, they spent years and years uh, around it. So it was great in that in that aspect. And it just grew my game um, that much higher. So it was great. That's awesome. So kind of random going a little offbeat here. It just popped into my head. Have you talked to any of the players in Minnesota? Um, like, have they given you any tips or tricks? I'm thinking weather-wise, man. <laughs> like, have you ever played a game in the snow? Are you ready for it? I know I've lived in Sacramento my whole life. I have no idea how to kick a ball in the snow. In the snow. My Orange ball. Orange ball, right? Orange ball. Yeah. Have, have you bought yeah. long sleeves? Are we wearing gloves? Are we playing without gloves? <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to get gloves. Uh <laughs> Uh, my my best friend actually got me like a winter jacket today, so I'm like pumped to to use that. I didn't have, I don't have any jackets. I'm like a California kid, so going into that environment, <laughs> but I'll adapt um, and everything. But yeah, we'll see how how cold it actually is. <laughs> oh. hey, from everything I've read, it's a uh, it's a hockey town. It gets pretty cold out there. Good luck with that, my friend. Uh, earmuffs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, getting, getting back to things, you know, you studied managerial economics, you told us you graduated. Congratulations. That's awesome. Davis, very prestigious school. What is the plan mm-hmm. after soccer? Do you have some sort of idea? I know you've got years and years and years and years, <laughs> but what are you thinking? Um, I'm, I want to try maybe get into real estate. I don't know what exactly, um, probably commercial side of things. Uh, I also down the line, I want to like own my own like performance like training center um especially uh geared towards like underserved youth um and just it's not only like soccer but like teach them like mental side of things and um stuff like that um also my dad has a few businesses in kenya and i'm looking to take over them uh when he like retires so i'll have i'll be pretty busy I feel after my soccer career, so it'll be nice uh, all around. That, that's that's awesome. Uh, keeping busy after a career is always good because you know you hear a lot of players that they never got their degree and now they're like, uh, I gotta go back to school or, or I guess force myself to be a coach. And uh, you know, not everyone's handed to to be a coach, sadly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I want to actually go back to school. I know here we kind of went went. Uh, more towards the future, but let's let's go back to school. Um, how how were you able to balance, you know, having to do all your like homework, studying for tests, and all that, uh, and then also playing soccer? Uh, like I, I was just a full time college student, and I had work, and I can imagine that like being an athlete, it's almost like having a full time job and 
by going to school full time. So how, how were you able to balance both things out? Uh, first of all, it wasn't easy at all, especially the first um, few quarters at Davis. It was it was tough just balancing that because I never been in that type of like environment with school and soccer uh, being that important at that time. Um, but after that, I just, I really just learned like to manage my time, like literally like had a Google calendar, set times to study and do homework and practice and class. Like I really had it all planned out. So that was important for me going forward and really kept me on track in terms of class and school, um, and class and soccer and just keeping it all balanced. Um, but yeah, it's tough. It's, it's definitely like, it's it's tough, especially at a at a school like Davis, like top tier academics. Like you got to be on your A game at all times. Um, but I got through it. Uh, it's just also there's just lots of resources available for like athletes at Davis, so I just took advantage of that. Um, yeah, so but I survived and managed, obviously. <laughs> so staying on that subject, if you were to say something to 15 year old Nobby knowing where you are now what would you tell 15 year old Nobby what would you tell that guy right now I mean like what advice would you give what would you give him and then I I, I might have another question what would I tell 15 year old me hmm. uh I would say just like stay on track uh and don't don't lose the end goal uh keep your head straight to stay focused. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So you didn't have a whole lot of extra time. I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're hearing you say, you know, you're either studying, you're, you're playing, you're, you know, in class, you're training, all of that other stuff. But did you actually get any time to follow other soccer teams like other pro soccer teams in other countries and if you did what's your favorite team oh my favorite team is for sure arsenal um been an arsenal fan since i was like five years old my dad's arsenal fan so he like put me on right away to them so i've always been an arsenal fan since then um yeah i think (laughs) i just saw michael yeah michael was i'm gonna hold that against you it's all right (laughs) That's the lesser of the eels in London. I can live with that. So, so Nobby, do you remember Wilson Nishaw? Yeah, yeah, I remember. You know, he's a huge Arsenal fan, but he apologizes all the time. He says he never watches Sunday soccer anymore whenever Arsenal is on. He says he just doesn't watch. He doesn't watch it anymore because right now it's just like it's not the it's not the best. <laughs> We're hoping for you, but yeah. Yeah, it's rough, but <laughs> I'm a true fan. What are some of the teams in MLS that you followed? You said you did follow several, but I'm curious which ones were your favorites. I mean, like, I don't know if you were in Earthquakes or LAFC once they came on the scene or if you liked some of the other MLS teams. Um, before, I watched a lot of Earthquakes games, like on TV, because um, they were the closest uh, team before Sacramento Republic. Um, also, like uh, recently, I've watched LAFC a lot. Um, they're just very entertaining to watch. So I like watching their games for sure, especially like Carlos Vela. Like, doesn't get better than that in the league. So um, I'd say recently, I, I loved watching LAFC. Then, of course, Minnesota, of course. 
Of course. No, it's funny because this year yeah. I've become almost like a Minnesota fan, especially watching, you know, the um, uh, watching them move through the playoffs. Well, it was last year, you know, watching them go through. It's like, oh, my goodness. Who is this team? They were super it was, entertaining. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty Came cool. Loving it. You know, I'm loving it. We actually it's interesting because Sacramento Republic had somebody who helped them. Um, get start up that uh the stadium that kind of like the box office kind of stuff she used to work for sacramento republic janine valentine so she went to minnesota for a while that whole situation there and now she's off in miami with david beckham and his squad so it's kind of interesting watching other people from sacramento go to places and so enjoy your time anyhow i, th- I think uh i think somebody has a question yeah and you know on that topic on minnesota you know i think what makes it even more amazing, not only the, you know, just the fact that they've been growing as a team year by year, but the fact that they don't spend the amount that an LAFC and Inter-Miami spends right on players. And I, I think it's always great to see those teams. And I know Sacramento is going to be one of those teams too. So we're, <laughs> we're always rooting for those teams that don't spend money and still, you know, they still see a, a, a payback, right? Uh, when it comes to, to the end of the season too. Um, but on that topic on Minnesota, so... When are you making the trip out there and, or have you already made the trip out there to, you know, meet your teammates and what's the whole situation in terms of like housing and all that? Like, um, so I don't know exactly when I'll be leaving cause there's been like bargaining agreement issues with the MLS and, uh, the players union. So they got to like resolve that before the season can actually start. I was supposed to start the 22nd of February, but it might get pushed that pushed back a little bit. Um, in terms of like living and stuff, like for preseason, they said, uh, I'll be just staying in a hotel and they'll be paying for like everything, um, like transportation to the f- uh, facility and stuff. Um, so I'll be set, um, uh, for preseason. Then after that, um, they just help, uh, uh, me find like housing and stuff. So I'll be set. Um, I'm just looking forward to, Knowing that date uh, I leave, I'm really excited uh, to start. So we'll see. That's awesome. And that's got to be amazing that they're going to be, you know, paying for all that and uh, get you taken care of. And then I'm sure you've, once, you know, season comes down, you'll have your own house and all that, that will be said. And, and, and you'll get to play against Carlos Bale, like you mentioned before. And, ooh, it's, it's going to be something else to, I'm sure, to play against, you know, just the guy you saw on TV that was doing all these amazing things. And then now you're there on, on the same pitch as them trying to stop him. So LAFC doesn't do anything, um, which if you stop him, I think you, you got LAFC figured out. <laughs> um, yeah. With, with those games. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's great, man. I hope that, you know, here down the road, uh, once you get some more years uh, playing in MLS, you happen to go back to Sacramento and, you know, you have one of those stories where you played for the Academy when it was in USL and, here you are now in MLS being our, our captain defender right? in a couple of years from now. So that would be such a great, like, homegrown player story. Yeah, that would be great down the line for sure. I would love to come back to Sacramento. That would be awesome. We, we hope you get some good news. I know they just added a 24-hour deadline to the, to the CBA ownership. Pay these players, man. I, just just give them their money. They're entertaining. They have the money. With all the COVID stuff, <laughs> you've got the money. I, I mean, I'm not one to tell you how mm-hmm. to spend your money, but 
Come on, man. I want to watch MLS. I want to see Navi play. <laughs> yeah. We've got a bunch of new fans from Minnesota hanging out here in the 916. Let us get our jerseys. Let us watch the games. And let's let's get it going. Kick a ball. Yes. Kick, it, kick an agree. orange ball if you're playing in Minnesota, right? <laughs> I'll bring my beanie, my clothes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And and so, Navi, I'm going to have to find a way if I ever get to the uh, back to the Midwest and, and Minnesota – and if there's a home game, you know I'm going to hit you up for some tickets. Of course, of course, I got you. <laughs> this is going to be so wild. This is going to be so wild to watch yet another Sacramento player go on MLS and just like, because you know Sacramento, we, we love whoever goes pro. We love whoever. It doesn't matter if you're a football player. It, it doesn't matter. We love our our talent when they, and we will start following. So now it's like, not only do I have to follow the earthquakes, Tommy Thompson, now I have to follow Minnesota United. I got to watch you play. I got so many people yeah. I have to watch. There's not enough time in the day. You know, it's like, but this is so, this is so freaking awesome. And we really appreciated you, you know, coming and sitting down with us for an evening and, and chatting with us and getting us all excited for your career and, you know, just sharing your excitement. Do you have any last words you want to share with us or share with the fans because there's going to be people be people watching this podcast and they want to hear they just want to hear you know anything else you have to say to us uh, i just want to say thank you again for having me on this podcast uh, i really appreciate it it's been nice uh just sitting down and uh, talking with you all and i just want to say to the fans out there uh thank you for supporting me and i appreciate all the well wishes and uh, just keep an eye on me in the, in the future. I'm going to do good things. We're excited for you, Navi. Yeah, Navi, we want you back. You know, after you start playing, we'll we'll go through your um, media guy, gal, the person, and we'll get it. We'll get you back on here for another interview, and away we go. Yeah, Ma- good. maybe end of season so we can get a whole recap of how it all went down, how, how your first debut match was. Oh man, I know that's going to be historic and one of those things that you always remember right you're always going to remember that yeah. moment when when you got to play in your first game and yeah it's it's going to be interesting and and you know i i always say uh the sport is just growing so quick just throughout the nation but here in sacramento especially now that the republic is coming along like years from now i think we're going to see more and more players just from the area just like you rise up the ranks, uh, play for Sacramento, play for other teams. But it's just amazing to see how many players are, are just appearing and just much more growth after Republic actually uh, gets to join MLS, which hopefully soon, although Michael has been uh, keeping me informed on the stadium updates. And sadly, I still just see dirt and I don't see any construction workers around there. And it's making me a bit worried. <laughs> So, so Nobby, one last thing. Really appreciated what you had to say about, you know, reaching back and reaching for the community and, you know, working on um, accessibility, making the game more accessible and, you know, using your brain and your power and your love to, you know, share with others and bring them, bring them to the level that you're at. And I really appreciate what you said about, you know, possibly doing something like that. We need more Nobbies. Yes, of course. I love the community. Well, the community loves you right back. <laughs> All right. Thank All you right. again. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Navi, for, for joining us. And 
yeah, we'll be talking to you soon and again, following your career. And hopefully we can get our hands on a Minnesota jersey with your number once you get your number announced. Sounds good. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you and have a good night and go, good luck in the season. Good night, Abby. All right. Go take care. Me. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thanks. Thank you again to Nobby for joining us uh, tonight. That was a great episode, guys, right? What did you think? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I like getting his perspective and hearing from him. He's, he's a bit younger than I am, so I like hearing his, his idea of the game and how it's changed, evolved, and his plan. I loved hearing what he was going to tell 15-year-old Nobby. <laughs> just keep on keeping on, essentially. Just don't give up. Look at the, the end game and go from there. Yeah, I mean, he was a, a, a real delight and just loved hearing him talk about how he would love to give back to the community. I mean, that's that's big time. I mean, I know he's a college grad and there's your brain is so different, you know, once you've been through schooling or, you know, you get to the age that he is. But just to have that already already have that in his in his heart, and you know, looking to help with his dad's business and it's seeing things beyond, but still enjoying the game. I mean, when we talked to Josh Cohen, um, Josh, it was, it was almost like a similar path with, with Josh. I don't know that he really intended to be so in love with the game until he got into the game. And Mm -hmm. then it was just like, even though he's, he's an engineer, he's brilliant. And it felt the same, a little bit the same with Nabi. It's kind of like once you're there and you're in it and you're just like living this dream, there is time to, to explore the soccer and to ex- explore being a professional athlete because there will be time down the road to do all these other things. But I have a funny mm-hmm. feeling Nobby with the way that he is, and he's so smart, he's probably going to be able to do all of it. Anyhow, you know, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if you don't see him endeavoring into some sort of a, a, a business on top of playing pro sports and doing everything really well, you know? Yeah. And, and you, you, you see, those things, right, from players in our community, because especially players that, you know, came uh, by Republic, and, and it's it's really awesome, right, to see that, like, mentality, that philosophy of, like, giving back to community, just spreading everywhere, right? It's like, hey, let's let's produce 30 players, and let's send them to all the MLS teams out there, and <laughs> let's have all of them uh, represent our, our area well, right, with, with all that, and so I think it's, it's really great to, to see all that, and you know, we in the past interview, we actually uh, interviewed uh, a Moby who true, you know, he, he wasn't born in Sacramento, but he did actually move at a really young age to Sacramento. And you can also tell, right? I mean, Michael uh, was here in the interview too. And, and he's really all about giving back to, the, you know, the communities he's a part of. And he's founded some nonprofits. And, you know, I, I see it in, in him too. And so it's, it's awesome to, to see all this everywhere. Yeah, it's it's really great to hear that they're always they know their roots, they're loyal to their roots, they always want to give back. Sacramento's always had a, a very strong connection with people and the soccer scene in Sacramento has always been fairly decent as it's risen in the United States. It's it's risen right along here in Sacramento, given the uh the hodgepodge community that we have here in Sacramento. It's it's just it's a it's a real love of the city, the the, the game of football. It's it's great. Yeah. And uh, as you know, Sharon has mentioned it before, and we probably mentioned it in the podcast as well. We're trying our best ourselves to grow the sport through, you know, our podcast recordings through now video recordings. So we're actually 
uh, getting seen by more people on YouTube now as well. So that's really our all our mission is here on the podcast. And you know, I'm glad that you know we're also hoping to contribute to that, which again is going to see a massive explosion of growth in 2023. Fingers crossed. Now, like um, <laughs> as I said earlier, uh, 2023. Yeah, I know I've had uh, people ask me actually, Michael, on that note, um, what the progress is on the stadium, and so. We're going to try our best to like uh, uh, ask around and, and see if anyone's willing to at least like let us know like, hey, yeah, everything is good. Don't worry, guys, uh, because it, yeah, people are starting to question like, hey, what's, what's going on? It's 2023. And I mean, it's I mean, it's almost going to be 2023. It's like less than two years. And, y- you know, you we would have already thought that we would already see a little bit of progress, even if it's just a, a piece of wood on the ground and <laughs> kind of formed to be like something right and 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 so uh michael keeps me updated as i mentioned before and i hope to one day see something michael even if it's just a, a tractor out there i don't care just anything <laughs> anything going on right there in that lot, plot of land that we know is huge <laughs> yeah they've they've laid some some road work down um they've cleared out unfortunately uh sacramento does have a bit of a homeless uh, population they've cleared out the area once again so that makes me think that maybe they're getting ready to do something but as far as i'm aware they're they're putting in the stadium as well as a bunch of shopping centers and anchors and things like that uh, i haven't seen any shovels in the ground yet but it looks like they've paved out some of the dirt mm-hmm. road uh, some of the dirt they've laid the the foundation with the, the roads and things like that the pavement um, I've, I've got faith that they've got it figured out. There, there are people <laughs> a lot smarter than me who know what they're doing, have got this figured out. And if they say we're going to be ready by 2023, then I'm going to take them at their word. Yeah. Every time I've posed the question to Ben and others, um, I actually, I actually don't really pose a question. I say, are you guys like just doing the plans, right? The planning, every, everything has to be on paper and the design. And, and that's, that's a huge hurdle. We've talked about this, I think, before, but to have all the drawings and the schematics and everything fitting in, you know, with the current infrastructure and and because if you don't have it so well drawn and you have the full on architecture and all the drainage plans and public works involved and everybody signing off on the different permit parts, all of that is what is happening and it's way behind the scenes and i'd love to talk to whoever it is that's like negotiating on all of that um you know to see where where they are with with that aspect as dry as that might be to me that's kind of the interesting part it's like okay how's the planning going and what kind of changes have you done in the plans to make something work better you know because if you, if we have one side of the stadium that's like it's like the open side it's similar a little bit right to um isn't one side kind of have like that big breezeway opening? Yeah, I think it is. Is it the northwest part is is open, I believe. So, you know, it's like, okay, is that still gonna work? <laughs> what happens if we have winds coming from the northwest? Anyhow, I don't I don't have to worry about that. Somebody else is worrying about that on paper. But interesting that you had mentioned that they that there's some adjustments going on, uh, Michael, with uh rearranging some folks that you know, taken up residence on, on the property that that has actually changed. Um, so I'm hopeful that um, things are going along well. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, oh yeah. That's definitely another 
another piece of the puzzle there. Um, but the team has, of course, still mentioned, I mean, from what we've heard, and this is just purely based on, on the season tickets, because recently they, they did announce uh, pricing on that. And, and, you know, they've been sending emails out to all of us who were previously, uh, season ticket members to, to sign up. Uh, you know, you guys may have gone an email as well, right? And they still mention MLS there and the priority and I have my deposit in for priority seating too. And so, you know, it, it, I would assume that it's still on track and, and hopefully, right? That's, that's all we can do. And, and, and Michael luckily is around that area quite often. So we can, can be sure to get updates, maybe right even before the team even tells us something. We'll at least know, oh yeah, they, 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 they pushed the, they shoveled, I should say, some dirt to this other area. So, and it's looking like, you know, at least foundations being built or something. <laughs> um, so that, that should be, uh, good news when when we find that out we'll be celebrating here <laughs> uh because i yeah. think above all i i think my my biggest uh, uh worry isn't isn't so much on like oh are they gonna build it because i know they can build it i mean they've done some amazing stadiums in like less than a year throughout the country and so that's no biggie right it's more one of those things where if you build it there's probably a hundred percent likelihood that there will be mls and if there is an mls well guess what we get a brand new shiny stadium for USL. So I, I'd still be happy with that regardless, even though MLS would be retracted until who knows when, we'd still get a brand new stadium. You, you missed <laughs> your moment at Luis. If you build it, they will come. That's what you were supposed yeah. to. Yeah. I had that but... <laughs> in my mind, but I was like, wait, what was the order? <laughs> but yeah, I, I will let you know and I'll, we'll keep everybody, all the listeners up to as well. I, Every day I, I go on my walk, I head up to the top of this parking structure and you can see the whole rail yard from there. And take a couple looks. Nothing yet. I see a giant hill. Maybe something's going there. But again, I don't know the schematics. I've never <laughs> done construction of anything more than a birdhouse. <laughs> I'll take the word for it. <laughs> I'm like, if they need help, I'm sure we can actually gather all Republic fans and we'll all go out, get a shovel and... <laughs> like just tell us what to do we'll go out there and and make let's make sure we get this stadium already good <laughs> or sharing this like hey of course paid though we, we're not gonna go do it for free i'm not saying my back need to get paid. no no my aching back i'll be i'll be sitting on the side i'll be in the lawn chair you know sitting there going hey does anybody need uh so you know something <laughs> you, you can you can take pictures so we can show like the progress like hey, here's what we we have done so far and <laughs> Yeah, uh, what else do we need to do? What, what, what goes here? <laughs> I'll, I'll pick up the litter. Anyhow, it was really good having Nobby on. I'm glad we had that today. I'm really, really glad. Um, it's, this has been a lovely podcast, Luis and Michael. Thank you always for organizing. You know, um, a lot of work goes on behind the scenes, and I appreciate you more than you know. Oh, yeah, you know, and thank you and, and Michael for, for joining us here tonight. And uh, I'm going to speak to, to Nabi about that video that I referenced to earlier because and his friend did an amazing job with that video. I was like, this is, I thought it was MLS that brought in like like a camera crew to record all that, uh, but it, it was really well done. And if if everyone has the time to check that out, check it out. It's really cool. We're going to try and uh, see if it's available um, publicly somewhere. Um but one last thing I wanted to let uh, everyone know, if you enjoy our podcast, uh, whether you're listening right now to us or actually watching us on YouTube, we all ask just one thing. If you could just do one thing, um, please let a friend know about us, share an episode that you really liked and let them know, right? Whether they're soccer fans, uh, 
maybe they're uh, in the Sacramento area and they don't know too much about soccer and you're a big soccer fan and you want to get them to like the sport or to know more about the sport that you love, well, please share a podcast, whether it's our audio side of the podcast or a YouTube video of ours, please. We really appreciate everyone who has done that. I've heard stories of people who actually do tell their friends and whatnot. And I also have to say, uh, and I, sh I should have probably had this open before, we actually now got stickers for the podcast. Michael actually also got some as well. Um, Sharon, I'm going to be giving you some of these uh, later on in the week. I'll be uh, sending you some of these as well. Um, and so we are going to be actually uh, sending these out. Be on the lookout. We're going to have more details on them. Uh, but they, they're pretty cool. Decently sized. And uh, the ones Michael got are the same as well. And so really cool stickers. If you want one, check us out on social media and we'll be giving you more uh, details on that as well. But, but again, we appreciate everyone who has uh, let a friend know about us and helped us grow this podcast that, you know, we, we see it in the, in the listenership each episode. And we also see it in the viewership when we do live shows or uh, when we post uh, some of these uh, podcast recordings on YouTube as well. So thank you everyone. Uh, we really appreciate that. Well, with that being said, uh, is there any last words you want to say, Michael? Uh, I know Sharon already gave her last words before we close out. Yeah, just happy that we, uh, we got Navi on. That was a great interview. And I uh, look forward to further interviews. It's, it's been a blast. Uh, I'm really enjoying this. It's been fun. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you, everyone, once again for uh, watching or listening to us. And you'll catch us next time here on State of the Republic podcast. See you, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Goodbye. Have a great Bye. week.